afternoon jesus christ is here the holy ghost is here god almighty is here also angels are here hallelujah Amen. you know i want to tell you that you know when you were praying like that we sometimes we have prayed in the morning hallelujah Amen. sometimes we have prayed in the midnight but you might you don't know what might have happened between morning and till 12 that time that we have prayed Amen. in the spirit i'm not talking about on the physical on the physical you know on the physical you experience Amen. but Amen. on the spiritual realm you don't know what was happening Amen. you don't know what was happening in the spiritual Amen. hallelujah then when you are praying like that you know i remember one time we we're talking about this in the midday service like this that it's like you are sanitizing you know nowadays they will be telling you in this coronavirus hey sanitize all the time hey wash your hands all the time why are they telling you that they are telling you that because you don't know what you might have touched Amen. you don't know what it might have contaminated your hands then in order when you are washing your hands all the time sanitizing all the time it keeps you clean and free from germs and bacteria Amen. these Amen. are the physical even though they are calling them invisible bacterias you know but they are spiritual bacterias there are things that have happened in the spiritual realm that between 12 between the morning prayer between the midnight prayer now it have happened you're not even aware then when you do prayers like this it's like you are sanitizing yourself you are updating yourself in the spirit and make sure that there are no spiritual bugs and make sure that the goal that you have said that my day shall be like this it is still like that because you know after prophesying to that day oh this day must be successful hey, this day this must happen you know Amen. it's like you are monitoring that the prophetic word that you have decreed and declared earlier it must be as you have decreed and declared are you hear what i'm saying Amen. it means that you don't want to take any chances but you want to see that whatever you have decreed and you have declared have come to pass hallelujah Amen. then this um this afternoon we want to also go and give the worshiping sacrifice unto the lord this afternoon as we're going to be singing Amen. for him this afternoon hallelujah Amen. what a privilege that we have got this time to do this for him every day wow
as today is Sunday, let us give him some more.
In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Also, this afternoon, we were privileged. Amen. We were blessed with an opportunity to be in his presence. To hear his word. Amen. The word that gives us direction, that gives Amen. us what we have to know about the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us go through the word of God this afternoon, like what we do always from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse number 7. Amen. The Bible reads as follows. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to cause to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he will heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with a with the shivered hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I am asking you which is lawful on Sabbath, on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. One of those days, Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and spend the night praying to God. Verse number 18. Who had come to him to hear him and to be healed of their diseases? Those troubled by impure spirits were cured. And the people all tried to touch him because the power was coming from him and healing them all. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. On this other day, we find Jesus Christ was in the temple of God, in the temple. When he was in the temple, the Bible said that one of the things that he was doing that day, he was teaching, hallelujah. Amen. As he was teaching that day, the Bible said that in their midst, um, on this day, it was on Sabbath. That's one thing that we must underline. But in their midst, there was a man. This man, he had been having a, a shriveled hand for a long time. But Jesus said that which one is lawful to do? Somebody's phone is on the loudspeaker, on the messenger, that's why it's making noise. I want to listen to the Holy Spirit that I can deliver the word of God. When I get that such a noise, it distracts me. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The Bible said that on Sabbath, Jesus Christ was in the house of God. I want you to, if there is somebody where you are, there is noise, please put the phone on the silent, please. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let me try to go on. But that phone is making noise on the messenger because it's on the loudspeaker from my side. The Bible said that this day was what? Was on Sabbath. Hallelujah. What we have to remember, okay, when Jesus Christ was still alive, by this time of Jesus Christ, it was the time of the Old Testament. It was not the time of the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they used to go only to the house of God, only when? On Sabbath. Sabbath, which was on Saturday, which was the holy day. It was called the what? The holy day. The day that has been dedicated for the Lord. It was not, this was not the day of the New Testament. This was the day of the Old Testament. That people will gather together in the house of the Lord when? On Sabbath. Which was what? Which was on Saturday. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus Christ also, he went to the house of the Lord. And he began to teach on Sabbath. As he was teaching on Sabbath, there was a man who was crippled there. The hand was not functioning. The hand was crippling. And according to the law of Sabbath, on Sabbath you do nothing. On Sabbath, you don't you don't even light, you don't even light, you don't even cook. On Sabbath, you don't go to work. On Sabbath, you do nothing. That was the law according to the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Then that day there were Pharisees. They were teachers of the law. And now they were trapping him. They wanted to see what he's going to do today. Is he going to perform a miracle on Sabbath? Is he going to perform a miracle on Sabbath? They wanted a thing that they can use it to accuse Jesus, to arrest him, to put him in jail, to crucify him, to kill him. And the Bible said that before Jesus Christ performed a miracle this day, he began to ask him, which is which one? Is it good to do good on Sabbath? Is it good to do good on Sabbath or to destroy? Which one is to? Must we just hey, stop doing good because it's Sabbath? Because, you know, Jesus Christ, when he see this man, he saw somebody who had been going to the house of God over and over again and um and going out out of the of that house of god still the same over the years over the time nobody could heal this man nobody was performing miracle by that time nobody could then he saw this man and you know you could tell he was moved by compassion to see this man what he was going through 
And he was like, whether it is Sabbath, it doesn't matter. I will break some protocols in order to heal this man. In order to save this man. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he said that in order to heal this man, in order to save this man, if it means to break protocol, I rather do what? I rather break protocol. I want to tell you something. You know, this story, what you are reading here, what happened this day, it just reminded me one day. The Bible said that Jesus Christ was on the mountainside praying. When he went to the mountainside praying, before that, he told his disciples to go ahead of him to Bethsaida. And the Bible said that when the boat was there, there was a huge storm on the lake. When there was a huge storm on the lake, the Bible said that Jesus Christ followed his disciples walking on top of water. Walking on top of water when there was a storm, when situation was bad. But because Jesus Christ saw that his disciple, when he's in trouble, said, I rather break some laws. I rather break some protocols. And he began to walk on top of water. Hallelujah. Amen. He began to walk on top of water for the sake of his disciples. And the Bible said that when he arrived there, as just as he approached the boat, he calmed the storm and he entered the boat on this on this other occasion. Because he was breaking protocols for the one he loves. It's when you hear about Jesus Christ, like when you're hearing about Jesus Christ dying on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. When he was dying on the cross of Calvary, he was dying for the whole world. Dying and resurrect so that anyone who believe upon him, anyone who will accept him as their Lord and their Savior, could be what? Could be saved and have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Jesus Christ is not somebody that when things are bad, he will run away from performing a miracle. No, he's somebody even when the things are tough, even when the days are dark, when they say that friends are few, in order to save you when you belong to him, he will even break protocols. Hallelujah. Because as we hear the word of God, like I'm, what I'm quoting here, he was not walking on top of water because there was a party. He was walking on top of water because there was a storm. It was dangerous. But for the sake of his disciple to be saved that day, he walked on top of water and he even calmed the storm. The same here. He knew that the Pharisees, they have got something better to do with this. He is going to know that the Pharisees, according to the law, they are not going to be happy with this. Even though he knew that they were not going to be happy with this, the Bible said that for their sake, he called them storm. Hallelujah. Amen. For the sake of the one who was sick, he makes sure that he do what? He break the protocol that day and he heal him on Sabbath. Hallelujah. Amen. Then that's why he say, is it lawful, which is lawful, 
on Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss to one another what they might do to Jesus Christ. Listen to this one. He was not about being persecuted here because he had done anything wrong. He was a, he he's just healing somebody who is sick. He's just helping somebody who has been in this same condition for some time. But because of compassion of love, he's trying to save this person. He's trying to heal this person. Then that's why it's very, very much important to be with Jesus Christ because for you he will break protocols. Hallelujah. Okay, let us go on. The Bible said that one of those days, Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and spent the night praying unto God. He spent the night doing what? Praying to God. You know, when you are a child of the living God, we have almost talked about this most of our time, that one of the things that Jesus Christ did more than anything, he prayed. Amen. Also, in this day, we are hearing what, what did Jesus Christ do? Did what? He prayed. The whole night, he spent the, the night in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He spent the night in prayer. Amen. Are you a Christian? Amen. Amen. Are you a Christian? When you are a Christian, also this means this must be your regular thing that you do. Amen. To spend Amen. your time where? Yeah. In the presence of God. Oh, of to God. spend your time doing what? Praying. I mean, pray. if Jesus Christ himself, who is God, who is the Son of God, who can pray? And did not just say, because I'm, I'm God, I'm the Son of God, I will pray for one minute. I will pray for five minutes. I will pray for 10 minutes. But the Bible says he spent the whole night in prayer so that his assignment, he could fulfill it perfectly. So that on the following day when you have to do, carry out his assignment, he can carry out it out perfectly. Being empowered by God after when you have what? You have waited upon God. After when God has taken over him, that the following day, what he's supposed to do, he can do it perfectly. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Then what about you and me? That means it must be also our regular activity. When we spend our, our time in the presence of God, we spend our time in prayer so that when we act god can act with us so that when we when we do things it must not be your mind it must not be only your ability but it must be god carrying out that whatever you are carrying out that activity through you hallelujah when we are saying that you are a Christian, what does it mean? It means that there is an opportunity that God can speak through you. 
there is an opportunity that God can act through you. There is an, you have got that ability that if you can wait enough upon God, if you, if you can live this kind of life, a prayerful life, God can take also over you. Hallelujah. And take over you and can begin to do things through you. And let me tell you this. If you reach this kind of level where you, you are regular waiting upon God, when you are being a prayerful person, I'm telling you, and God is beginning to act through you. God is beginning to, to talk through you. God is beginning to do and do things through you. You will find that most of your plans are no longer your plans, but God's plans. Most of your actions are no longer your own actions, are what? Are God's actions. Most of the things that you talk about are no longer ordinary words, but what? Anointed words. Hallelujah. Amen. But this will depend upon you when you, you give yourself time for God. How much time are you giving for God in your day? How much time are you giving God in your life? How much are you, are, are you sacrificing for God? How much God is there in you? How much God is there in you and how much God has ever taken on you, it will determine on your actions. It will determine in your speech. It will determine in your plans. I don't know whether I am talking to somebody. Amen. A true Christian, you must reach to the level that God has taken over your life. God has taken over your plans. God has taken over your speech. God has taken over your action. In such a way that most of the things that we hear you say, most of the things that we see you do, most of the things, even your plans now, have become God's plan. You must reach the level where your heart begin to burn for the things of God. How much does, the, does your heart care about the things of God? How much does your heart burn for the things of God? Amen. But when God has overpowered you, have overtaken you, 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 you will be having, you will be somebody who most of your plans are God's plans. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Most of the things that you do is the thing that God wants you to do. Sometimes you have, you have. You have gone over. These things are no longer about your personal things. Amen. Sometimes God gives you now a divine plan from heaven. Amen. And say that, okay, I now begin to trust you to carry out this plan. That kind of a plan sometimes is not the plan about you. It's not the plan about your family. It is God's plan. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. He has begun to trust you enough. He has overpowered you and he imparted himself in you. God must do what? God must impart himself what? In you. When you wait upon him in prayer. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Yes. This is the life of a Christian. You have got an opportunity to be God's vessel. To be the vessel of God. Amen. To be a partner with God. Amen. 
Let me tell you something. An ordinary person's plans about himself only. Me, 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 me. Me, myself, and I. Me, my family, and I. That's what they think only about. That's what they think about. But when you have surpassed this realm and God has become too much in you, you go beyond your border. You go beyond your family. Some things you just do it for God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. How many and how much plan can you carry out for God will be determined by how much you spend your time in God. Amen. Because, you know, let me tell you something. When you look at the life of Jesus Christ, let me tell you this. It's not like before this time of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ did not do the things for himself and his family. He, began, he did that. But on this life when God has overpowered the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was acting with God and stuff like that, the ministry has begun. It was all about the heavenly goal. It was all about the heavenly plan. In which, as we grow up as Christians, we must begin to see more of that. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. More of the things I plan about. More of the things I, I think about, it's not about me. It's not about my family. It's about God. Because I know that the things of God are what? Are eternal. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Can we go to the book of Philippians chapter 2? Philippians chapter 2. Kratofa Sontakaba. Verse number 5. Okay, let us read from verse number. Um, okay. Verse number three. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others about yourself. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Being in very nature God, but did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in a human likeness. Hallelujah. That means for Jesus Christ to come here, to die for us on the cross of Calvary, it was not all about him. It was all about us. He had an opportunity to dwell and to be in heaven, to enjoy life in the eternity. But when he realized that there could be a soul which is going to die and go to hell, it was like it's going to be better for him to take the very nature of a servant, to be like a human being that he has created, to become like a, to, to imagine him being God, and he chose that he must come as a seed in the womb of Mary, to become a baby first, in order to save men. Hallelujah. Amen. He value us more than he valued himself, and he take the nature of a servant. And the Bible is telling us that this is something that also me and you, we must copy. It is something that we must copy. We must care about others. Care about others. 
care about those who are in need, care about those who are going to die and go to hell, care about them. And after that, when we care about them, we do something about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, oh Holy, oh, Holy Ghost, help me, help to, me. Care to care about others. To care about the plans of God. To be a vessel. That can be used. By God. In the name of Jesus. Then this is what we are talking about this afternoon. Let us have that same mindset that we go beyond in order to carry out God's plan, in order to help also others as what you are finding Jesus Christ now. He's about to get in trouble. He's about to get in trouble. Why was he getting in trouble? To save the man with a shriveled hand. He's about to walk on top of water in order to save his disciples. And because one thing that he, why did he do something like that? This man of God, the Lord, he could wait upon the Lord. He could wait upon God. He could spend time in prayer and God has overtaken him. And God was too much on the Lord, even though he was the Lord, because he waited upon the Lord in the presence of God. And he waited upon the Lord Amen. in prayer. Then don't worry, how are you going to do this assignment that God is giving you? As long as you wait upon him, he will give you the ability. As long as you Amen. surrender to him, he will do what? He will give you the, the ability. You know, let me tell you this as, as we're wrapping up this afternoon. Everything that God is looking and asking from you, he have, he have provided. He has given to Amen. you. Whether he's looking for your time, he will give you that time. Whether he is looking for your life, he has given you that life. Whether he is looking for your resources, he has given you the resources. And the more you give to him, whatever you are giving to him, he will give you more. He will multiply your time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we are saying that the time we spend praying is not wasted, but it's what? It's invested. It's invested. The time and the life, when you are using your life living for him, he will give you eternal life. Amen. You are investing your life. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to say, say it's, remember, it's just a midday service today. We're about to wrap up so that we can still have another wonderful time later. Say, my day is blessed. My family is blessed. My career is blessed. My business is blessed. My country is blessed. Our continent is blessed. The whole world is blessed. In the name of Jesus. Say devil. Devil. 